Life, Marriage, and a Baby Carriage is a podcast hosted by Meg and Phil Kearns, discussing all of life's ups and downs as they pertain to relationships, parenting, and life in general. Welcome to Life, Marriage, and a Baby Carriage. I am Meg. I'm Phil. And we're married this week. Yeah, but I don't have to do anything. This week, we're actually kicking Phil out, and we are including Dr. Jennifer Gardella, who is a business owner, a mother of three, and my new friend for a fun and funny interview that I truly enjoyed. Sounds good to me. Let's get to it. Today, I am sitting down with the lovely Jen Gardella, and we met up in Pittsburgh, I want to say yes. Yes, um, we did. <laughs> and we were at a mindset and marketing event, which was super cool because Jen and I do many of the same things in business, and it turns out we're also parents <laughs> of many children. <laughs> we're moms many. to many kids. <laughs> yes, we have our own gaggle if we put them all together. <laughs> But Jen, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, and then we will jump right into the good stuff of what we're going to talk about today. Great. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. You know, I have to say that one of the things that attracted me to you most as a business person and a parent and a possible or a potential friend for the future was when I was attending that conference that you were running and it was very apparent that we do almost the exact same thing. <laughs> and I reached out and you said, no, come along. We'd love to have you. And I was like, wow, this chick gets it. Like there's no competition in the world. All, is, all, all are welcome. You are a breath of fresh air in the world of women, entrepreneurs and buddies. So thank you so much for that. Um, my and if you didn't know, we are friends. Like, we're friends. It's official. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> we, it, on Valentine's Day, no less, of yes. 2020, as we record this. Yes. Um, so my name is Dr. Jennifer Gardella. I have billed myself as your social media expert. I help a very small group of clients with their social media blogging, SEO, and then as most digital consultants get involved with just about everything else that the client has a question about because I am one of the few consultants that will pick up the phone on a regular basis because I only work with a small group of clients. Um, so, and I have an interesting story to me, as we all know, the world of marketing is all about what's your story these days and how do you tell that? I have three unbelievably amazing, um, but yet slightly insane and very much like their mother, uh, daughters. Uh, ages. I love this already. <laughs> Yeah, um, they are ages 18. She's a freshman in college. I have a 20-year-old who is a sophomore in college at the University of Pittsburgh. And then my oldest is 22 years old, and she has graduated from college and is an intern at Disney World. Yes. A dream she... come true. I'm still waiting for my chance. <laughs> well, I always, I always say that we are Disney fanatics, so I actually feel like the Catholic family whose kid that became a priest or a nun. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like at the mothership, you know. She, right? She, um, yeah, she really is. And so it's it's good. They're, you know, my girls are good. They're nuts. Um, and we're just living day to day. I never know what's going to happen when I pick up the phone and they're on the other end. <laughs> but that's, I feel like, what makes it both exciting and slightly terrifying, which is, I think, the theme yeah. of just being a parent. It really is. You know, you. it's a good friend of mine, her mom told me years ago when I was having my oldest when you have a child, it's like a piece of your heart is walking around outside of you. Aww. And I know. And when I they're little, that. yeah, she was a brilliant mom. And um, 
when they're little, that's so easy because you control where they go. Even if they're in school or whatever, you know where they are. As they grow older, you best be sure that you have infused your family values into them because oh, it is a complete crapshoot as to what's going <laughs> to hit them later on. You know, as they start to go off in the world more and more in high school or, you know, especially off to college, you know, they'll just... They are their own little people. <laughs> yeah. See, I just, I like, if I don't feel half, like, in hilarity, like, if I'm not laughing and also slightly on the verge of tears, I feel like I'm probably not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's, you know, that, that emotion, it could go either way all the time. And so it's just, right. literally, parenting keeps you on your toes, which is great. But since my three are so very small right now, um, <laughs> I definitely think like I had a phone call this morning because we're both business owners. We get this. You get on calls. This call was like an hour and 15 minutes long. And my <laughs> kids are, my younger two are at home with me um, usually most of the time. And the youngest one, of course, can't be trusted to be by himself. <laughs> and right. today was a very, very uh, apparent reminder why. So I'm in the kitchen doing my call on video um and he's walking around they know he's there like this is a, a normal occurrence for this meeting mm -hmm. and at one point i look over and he has like the lid of the flour from like the baking dish like in his hand <laughs> just the <laughs> lid and i was like where's everything else right <laughs> i was like okay so i like pop off camera real quick find the flour it's like not all <laughs> over the place which is great I look over again and he has found a way to open the pantry door and like pulled out Pringles. Now, I don't know whose idea it was to make Pringles this way, but they're perfectly sized for a tiny toddler hand. Oh. And he just pulled out Pringles one by one and did not eat them, but crushed them and then <laughs> laid in it like a little chip, like snow angel and made like chip angels on my kitchen floor. And I was just like, I can't fix this. Like there's nothing I can do <laughs> to make right. this better. <laughs> and I'm just staring at him like I can't imagine what my face looked like on this call but I was just looking at him I couldn't even be like hey stop because what else is he gonna do right <laughs> like chip snow angels was like the, the max of what I was gonna be able to handle at that point right yeah <laughs> and so I like that's the life I live right now so I can't imagine like I have one kid in school in kindergarten <laughs> like we haven't gotten to like cell phones or sleepovers or like sleepaway camp or any of that stuff <laughs> or driving or drive oh good lord or driving <laughs> yeah like no he thinks he, the best we get is that like we have a race to see who can get their seatbelt on first like that's where we are in our car that's very right now. exciting those are time those are exciting times they are and, and when he loses it's not great <laughs> right because i'm that mean that. mom i'm that mean mom who's like you're not gonna win every time like right i will win now and then you gotta you gotta feel that sting to know how to handle it Right. Yeah. They can't, and not everybody is a special snowflake. We all can't win. Exactly. And I'm <laughs> like, you know what? You got to learn what that feels like so you can handle it. Cause we do not handle it that well right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great story where I was, um, and you'll get to this in your parenting days where you start to volunteer for organized sports to, you know, take on a parent role. Oh, and yeah. I was the coordinator for our swim team back at our, we had, we belonged to a, like a swim club back in yeah. New Jersey. And yeah. I was the parent who had to organize the other parents and the volunteers, which meant that I held the rib race ribbons for who oh, won goodness. first, second and third place. And 
one mom comes up to me and she is a friend and I've told this story a million times to people and I've never told them who it is because she's actually someone that I love in the world. But she came <laughs> up to me with her kid in the parking lot and she said, hey Jen, um, my child won second place and he's really upset. So could you trade his second place ribbon for a first place ribbon? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, your kid can't think that they win all the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> but in my head, I thought, I'm not gonna cause the battle in the parking lot, right? With the right. mother, right. all of our kids were around us and I was never gonna make him learn that lesson myself. Right. So I, I switched out the ribbon and I just recently told my kids who it actually was. <laughs> now we've moved out of the area, that family has moved very far away and my children were like, you are kidding me. I could totally see that though. <laughs> Look, I knew it, they all had a sneaking suspicion. But you're very smart to not let him win all the time because there's so many parents that do that and then their kids eventually get out in the world and they don't make the A soccer team or they don't make any team at the right. high school. And they're crushed because they have no idea what it's like to lose and face disappointment. Right. So devastate them early and make it. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, that's the thing. Like my, I don't know if this happened with your three when they were little, but mine are very competitive with each other. So like, they'll be, go I'm like, okay, get your shoes on. And they're like, I gotta get my shoes on first. I'm like, it's not, it's literally not a race. Like one of you is two years older and has significantly more dexterity than the other. Like, not there. <laughs> or they'll be like running up the stairs and they're like, I win. And then the one who doesn't win is like, it wasn't a race. And I'm like, actually, if you both started running up the stairs and one of you won, it technically was a race. <laughs> my kids once had the classic, and my father's a professor and has used this story in his classroom with college students. My kids once had a fight, a huge brawl in my kitchen over the words, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> um, one of my children said, oh my gosh. And the younger one said, no, it's my gosh. Oh. And suddenly they were so competitive with each other. They were fighting over whose gosh it was. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we are going to have like bloodbaths in the future. <laughs> You're like, is this what I have to look forward to? <laughs> like, and then they got to high school and they were both on the swim team. And my older daughter was a freshman. No, my older daughter was a senior and my young, my middle one was a freshman. And the middle one actually started to beat the older one. And I was oh like, goodness. oh, this is... <laughs> How much wine can I bring to the swim meet so I don't right. have to watch? So I, so I can just numb the hilarity of this. You're like, I just need to be here to support them and have no expressions. <laughs> right. I am both excited and I feel for you at the same time. Right. <laughs> How do I yeah. convey that with my face? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, it's just, I think about these things and, you know, where they're going to be in a few years and all the time. And I'm always like, as my kids are fighting with each other, I'm like, is this a battle I'm going to break up or am I just going to kind of <laughs> let it happen and like see who wins? And so there are days where like they've been on each other all day long because it's, you know, a Sunday, they've been together for how many days and they've just had enough of one another and they're just fighting about everything. And I'll look at my husband and I'll be like, do not intervene. Like, unless, <laughs> right? we're unless we're clawing out eyeballs, do not intervene. Like they need to figure this out on their own, which is so yeah. hard for a parent where you just want to be like, stop fighting with each other. But I can't be there to always be like, stop fighting with each other. They've got to figure it out. Right. Absolutely. There's nothing better that you can teach your kids than to figure it out on your own. Oh, that's one of my favorite phrases. I'm like, no, figure it out. Like <laughs> do it. <laughs> Like right. you, you can do it. And, or my other favorite phrase, especially if I'm in the middle of something and like, they think they need my attention. It's, are you bleeding, dying, or vomiting? If the answer <laughs> is no, like you need to remove yourself. <laughs> right. I used to, is anyone bleeding? I don't care. 
yeah i'm like no i was like is there blood like is anybody vomiting like are you on the verge of death literally no then you're fine right okay so tell me what do i because again i only have five-year-old and under to, to handle what is it that is like the most exciting thing that you enjoyed in that like middle age years you know what i mean like between like the tween years or like the early tween years what do i have that i can look forward to so that my son does make it to his sixth birthday <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do need trust me you're gonna have to get through a lot that is such a great question i always <laughs> loved the innocent curiosity and how at the during those years they still loved most of the time to be with me and that and their dad you know it was very exciting like as they start to get a little older you realize that they'll stop trying to kill themselves so much like the running out in traffic or you know running with knives phase ends oh, and good. these little perfect <laughs> beings you can see them evolving into your friends almost but you can never go to that level so right. i'm not friends with my kids. Um, I mean, I am now because they're much older, but right. they're, I will always keep up that wall with them because I believe that they always need a parent. But the other thing that was magical about those years is infusing my values into them. And when they love to be with you, you're, you know, they love you as the Girl Scout leader or the class mom or to be the one that runs. I was a soccer coach. And let me tell you, I know nothing about soccer. And they were like, <laughs> But you wow. were the best soccer coach. Like, they well, just looked I up actually, to you. <laughs> yeah, no, what was really funny is the girls were old enough to be like, okay, you're really not teaching us soccer. I'm like, well, you didn't have a team. <laughs> You're like, so well, we made was, a team, so it's was learning no through trial. <laughs> it was me, and I was like, well, I can run you because I can run. <laughs> right. And so we did a lot of running. But to say, wow, my mom or my dad is at the front of the room. You know, my ex-husband, bless his heart, when my older one was in kindergarten, wanted a balloon clown at her birthday party. Right. And I was reasonable. like, how hard, and that, yeah, but kind of reasonable. But I was like, well, that seems like a skill that one of us can learn. And I got their dad the book and the balloon blower upper, right? So oh it's like gosh. this, oh yeah. So it's like this pump thing. And he learned how to blow up balloons and make really simple flowers and dogs. Oh. And he very quickly turned into this hero in their eyes. And that is what is so special about those in-between years that you're describing is you can do something that's slightly unusual. And, you know, we are in February recording this, so you can on Amazon for your husband order the balloon kit. <laughs> you know, and just be this light, like I said, the class mom who brings in the cupcakes or the Girl Scout leader. And your kids at those ages just look at you and they're like, wow, that's my mom doing it. Oh, I like that because I think we get and so love, bogged I down. That. I think we get so bogged down in like all of the stuff that has to be done. I mean, I was sitting here earlier today and I was like, oh, I have a free weekend. I need to make sure I clean the house top to bottom. Like we need to get this house clean. Like it's that time of year, blah, blah, blah. But that also doesn't take into account the fact that I have three humans that probably want to spend time with me <laughs> <laughs> Right. because we get so busy about like, oh, I have a few free minutes. I have to fill it with doing something to make sure the stuff is taken care of versus like the people are taken care of. Right. Yeah. Oh. And just, you know, that's such a magical time also to set the standard with your kids of what type of parent you're going to be. And for many reasons, some intentional and some not, 
I was able to set a standard with my children very early on that I will always explain things that they need to hear, whether they wanted to or not. We lived in a rather progressive parent town um, when they were growing up. And a lot of the parents, I'll never forget this, were allowing their children to watch the movie Bridesmaids. Really? And yes. I don't even think I've seen that movie the whole way through. (laughs) I can tell you the first opening scene, I was like, I'm uncomfortable sitting here as (laughs) an adult. This is not good. (laughs) Right. So I said to my kids, you know, I don't think it's appropriate, but we're going to watch it together. And if I think that there's anything in that movie that you don't understand, we're going to stop. And it's going to be, a, I used to call them teachable moments. Oh, I love it that. Took, we used to do teachable moments all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it probably took us three and a half, four hours to get through the movie. Because oh I was my. like, oh, I know the old little one does, has no idea what's going on right now or has right. never heard that word. And, you know, the language in that was so appropriate. But I was like, that's a word you never, ever say. <laughs> Here's what it means. Here's how it sounds. Here's why you say it. Here's how you say it. And it should never come across someone else's lips. But you know, in today's world, everything's fair game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so funny that you bring that up as an, like uh, an example, because when I was growing up, my mom and dad took myself and my best friend to see a movie. Now, of course I cannot remember what the movie was because it scarred me so bad, but I remember it was one of those like PG 13 movies. I think we were like maybe 12, maybe 13. And my parents were like, no, we'll take you girls. It's fine. And so they're sitting next to us in the theater. The movie comes on and there's some like crude humor in it, like probably crude sexual humor. You know what I mean? Like stuff Mm -hmm. that PG 13 movies are known for. I don't remember something happened in the movie that was just so like awkward to be sitting next to your parents seeing oh yeah probably now in my 30s i'm like oh i do not need to be sitting next to my mother to see that but when i was 13 and it was happening i remember just looking at my mom and she like looked back at me and just shook her head like (laughs) we'll talk later but none of us knew that that's what the movie was about like none of us would have ever guessed that and then you could see the shock on her face and she was like oh no megan has a friend here like i have to explain this to her mother like (laughs) I was like, that like that terrifies me. I'm not a huge like go to the movies fan anyways, but I highly doubt I will go take my children to see a movie of that caliber without seeing it first. <laughs> because that is so ingrained in my brain of like, that was the most awkward time. Oh, and I can tell you this, when I was in sixth grade, so again, I'm a little bit older than you. My mother would not let me see Grease because she said it was too suggestive. Really? And we have spun to the other side of crazy with all of that, where our kids are exposed to everything out there. Oh, 100%. The fact that my five-year-old came home and was like, I'm going to marry this girl, but I'm going to date this girl. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, that's not how, I was like, no, why wouldn't you date? And of course, me being the person that likes to converse was like, oh, well, why wouldn't you just date the same person you marry? And he's like, because that's not how it works. And I was like, "Mm, all right, hey, let's back up a step. You're not dating anybody. You're not marrying anybody. You're five. I was like, that's not appropriate talk. I was like, but... Let me set something straight for you. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 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 But the fact that he was fine, like, I don't know if the other kids were talking about it at school, but that's not like conversation we usually have here, you know, who's dating, <laughs> because where did that come from? Like, what are your <laughs> friends talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then of course he followed it up with, well, I can't marry you. I'm like, well, at least we have that down. <laughs> <laughs> Good lesson. Okay, mom, yeah. that, you get a point for that. I, was like, I get one point there and I lose five <laughs> points for the fact that my son thinks he can marry whoever he wants without asking. <laughs> 
It's a riot. I think I have an Instagram these days just to write down the things that they say so I can remember them. Oh, and write them all down. I mean, <laughs> things come back to me now and I'm like, I just need a scrap of paper. Like, I, you just want to preserve all those memories. And you're in such a beautiful time because you can just pick up your smartphone and record whatever hilarity is going on around you forever. Yes. And so part of me is always like, oh, I don't want to be like behind my phone all the time. So there are times where I just leave my phone out and then I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. So I could just like <laughs> grab the fact that he's like sliding face first off the couch because he thinks it's funny. Like, but <laughs> I need to sit there and make sure he's not going to like break his neck, you know, safety versus memory preserving. But, oh, yes. <laughs> but it's that kind of stuff where I always struggle with, like one of my goals that I set as an intention is that I'm going to spend quality tech-free time with my family. Like, that we're going to do, and it doesn't have to be like family game night. It could just be the fact that we're like sitting there reading books together or, sure. you know, just hanging out or something. Cause I think we get so busy. Like a lot of us for downtime tends to be like, oh, they're playing with something. I can like scroll my phone for a while, which right. there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to sometimes put the phone down in oh order gosh, to listen absolutely. to what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, I'm reading the book, Indistractable. Ooh, I and, that one. Um, yeah. And I forget who it's by, um, but look it up. He makes the argument that he was with his daughter and they had daddy-daughter time and that he asked her, what superpower would you want? And his phone binged and he missed the answer and the moment was over. You know, no. it was one of those. Yeah, oh. and that's one of the first times he realized uh, that he had a significant problem with tech and so now it's, you know, when it is daddy-daughter time, I believe the story was concluded with, you know, he leaves his tech behind almost. Yeah, yeah. Just because it is so critical to teach your ch I think, forget, you know, being present for your children. It's teaching your children to be present. Yeah, definitely. Because they, you know, mine would love to be on a device all the time. Like, would love it. And that would be easier for me. <laughs> to just be like oh yeah go ahead grab a device because like I have to do something but that doesn't help anybody with anything <laughs> right we did um because it is Valentine's Day today um my husband and I do Valentine's Day around Valentine's Day not on the actual day of because it's hard to get a babysitter <laughs> which is right. the real reason and it's flowers are cheaper other days of the year so it's exactly smart. <laughs> so we actually we went last night and we went out to dinner and like I made a, con a concerted effort not because I have a smart watch I actually took my watch off and left it at home, which I never do because I'm always like, you know, if I'm being paid for clients or like if somebody texts me or something, like I always get it right away. But I, I took my watch off and I left it at home and I didn't pull my phone out like at all during dinner. And the fact that that's actually like a, oh, cool, like you actually did it sort of thing is so telling because I am on my phone for work and for, you know, all the other things that are going on more often than I probably should be. And yeah. So, and you know, it's so important to do that. <laughs> it is. And we had a lovely time. Like we were able to chat. We were able to, you know, people watch. There was actually, um, it's funny that you say like the whole daddy daughter date thing, because there was a couple behind us and it was actually a dad who had took his daughter out for dinner. Like, and this is a nice place that we went to dinner. They had like a cute little corner booth. Like he got her flowers. Like it was the cutest, cutest thing. And I have to say, he the only time that he pulled a phone out that we saw, because we were uh, clearly eating our own dinner, um, but the only time that we saw was when he took a picture of her at dessert. Aww. Which was adorable. like the, it was the, and she had to be like, maybe nine or ten. And I just looked at my husband yeah. and was like, you have to do that for Ed. <laughs> he was like, maybe not this year. I was like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe in a couple of years. And then he said, well, what about the boys? Like, they'll be upset that I'm taking... Addie out to dinner I was like well they can take their mom out and he was like oh, right. that's a good choice and I was like exactly 
Yeah, teach them. Teach them young. Exactly. And chivalry's not dead. Oh, no, not at all. I always say that, you know, one of the reasons why I fell in love with my husband was because he opens doors for me. And that flies in the face of the feminist movement today where pe- women are like, oh, I can open my own door. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I see. I can open my own door if I want to, but sometimes I might want somebody else to do it. And I'm fine with that. Exactly. And if he thinks that he would like to open the door for me because it's just the nice thing that he wants to do, so be it. Right. Like, have at it. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you want me to put my hand Go on one it. less door with germs on it, I'm all about it. <laughs> Very practical <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. over here. <laughs> Very practical. <laughs> right. Um, what are you looking forward to most in the next chapter with your girls now that they're in this phase of, you know, being so much more independent than they were now that they're at school and stuff? Uh, well, I am looking for everyone to get off the family payroll. That would Heck, be yeah. incredibly <laughs> exciting. So it would be nice, even if the one who is out of college, you know, she has an internship down at Disney right now, but she's still working for me a little bit um, to pay me for her car insurance and some right. other things that we still cover. Uh, so the family payroll. The other thing that I have to be honest with you that I'm really looking forward to is breaking a nasty cycle from my own experience as a 20-something-year-old you know, when I found my first husband and we were going through those pains of sharing holidays with each family, it was incredibly painful the way that our parents pulled us in one direction or the other. So, you know, you spent 37 seconds with them on Christmas morning. So now I get 37 seconds. And believe it or not, there were times, not even when our kids were born, it started before them. And so now that my girls are older, I've promised them. I said, I never want to be alone for a holiday, obviously. So someone's got to take care of mom. (laughs) But but I'm never going to be the parent that's like, well, you spent Thanksgiving with them. So now I get you for Christmas. Right. Right. However, when mom rents the beach house in North Carolina on the Outer Banks for a week in the summer, everybody shows, everybody (laughs) show up. Right. Right. And I, you know, so because it's less stress than the holidays, in my estimation. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Um, And it gives them then the flexibility if they do marry into a family like, well, like mine or their dad's, you know, to just get rid of all that stress of the holidays. Like it just doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Um, So that's one thing that I'm really, really looking forward to is a lot. Because like, yeah. we, our families live right here. Like our families are in town, you know, within 30 minutes of each other and, and us. So for holidays, we literally see everybody. Yeah. And that's great. If that works out. It's very out. cool. It's just sometimes it's very, like we used to, I think we still do it. Christmas day, we would do Christmas morning with one, Christmas dinner with the other. And I would nap in between because yep. it was so exhausting. I'd be like, all right, everybody needs a nap here. Go do quiet time. And I would literally lay down and nap. <laughs> and I'm not a person who naps regularly. <laughs> Yeah, and it can be exhausting on a young couple because then really you don't get any time alone at the holidays. And it just, and this is going to sound insane, but what I also realized is eventually when the families pull like that, eventually relationships drop off. So my family had friends that used to come for Christmas when I was younger. Well, then we all got older and that didn't work for anybody anymore. But strangling those relationships caused a lot of stress. And now everybody's gone anyway to their own things. Or worse, all the old relatives that you have to see eventually do pass on. And what tends to happen is then there's people sitting alone. 
<laughs> so yeah. my in-laws, you know, all of their older relatives that they used to cater to and demand we see, well, all of a sudden my in-laws were sitting alone because everybody was gone. And I was like, wouldn't it just make sense if we all just got together? So I just started then demanding that everybody come to us. <laughs> Because yeah. we have the kids and who wants to travel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My thing is just that as long as my kids wake up in their house on Christmas Day, I'm fine with uh, it. Like, I, don't care I love that rule. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if y'all I was like, if y'all want to come here, cool. Like just let me get up and put like, you know, wash my face or something and then you can come over. <laughs> right. <laughs> bring it and bring a dish because I'm not cooking yeah. everything. <laughs> yes, that, that is one thing that works really well. And then actually it's come to pass now that both families this year came to us. Oh. So we did breakfast and then we did dinner over here too, which was fun because we got to see everybody. But we were like, next year, we probably need to break that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of stress on a, on a young family like yours. It's just, and it's not something you ever think about because you want to see, like, I love seeing our families. My kids love seeing our families, but like the actually putting together of the whole plan, I'm kind of like, okay, what do we do? Like, I have to say it six or eight times. And by like time number seven, my husband's like, I've, I've had enough. <laughs> feels like right. i know what's going on put it on the calendar i'm like oh yeah that <laughs> he's like but stop saying it out loud i was like i can't <laughs> yeah so funny no but i love that that's what you're looking forward to like i just think that's so cool to recognize that because there are so many people that don't which is why things you know repeat themselves right because we just do what we've always done so right and i remember changes that. and feeling that stress as a young couple or new parents or you know even as the girls aged a little bit i'm like i never want my kids to experience this like Go with the other family. But again, like, don't leave me alone. Right, right. Just like, make sure somebody's like got mom's back and like, you can do whatever you want. Like, talk amongst yourselves. You're old enough now. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And we're to the point now that I think, you know, both of my siblings are, are going to hopefully, you know, get married and start their own families in the near future. And that's going to put an entirely different spin on everything because it we, you know, really does. Yeah. And we like, we're the only ones who have kids right now. So it's very easy for people to cater to us, which is lovely, but <laughs> not realistic <laughs> because right. there are other people in the world. <laughs> right. Great lesson to teach your kids. You know, I'm also looking forward to really seeing if my plan works <laughs> as a parent, <laughs> like, like all those values that I infused into them, all the discipline, all the, you know, all of that, like, wow, what really happens at the end of the day? Right. You're like, what parts are they going to remember? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think it's so funny to see the difference, like in kids, like seeing my, I'm one of three. And so seeing the way that my siblings and I go through life, even though we were raised, you know, relatively similarly, because we have the same parents, it's just as interesting to see the things that we like each have taken on ourselves and what oh. kind of comes out <laughs> and just wait as your children age and you see all of like i was raised in a very devout catholic household so if the catholic church and the republican party didn't do it we were not allowed to even think it right right, right. and so i then turned around broke another cycle and allowed my kids to be very find your path find your path you know, you decide, you yeah. chart your course. That's the kind of mom that I am. And as a result of that decision, I, one of my children kind of threw, I threw her that football and she went psychotic with it. Right. So you have, <laughs> she's to, like, I'm not, I'm, you got it. <laughs> like, mom, you want a free thinking liberal? And I was like, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm just telling you it was an option. And, should you choose to accept it? <laughs> right like she thinks it's ridiculous that she has to wear a shirt around the house because got you know my husband her stepdad is just like i really i'm having problems here <laughs> like, we can't we're not that liberal 
we're gonna call it a compromise please put your clothes on like my favorite thing to say to our kids is we are a pants family I'm like we wear pants but please put your pants <laughs> right? on yeah, yeah I'm like I don't, exactly. I don't know why I don't know why that has become like between we are a pants family and couches are for butts like I don't know why I use any other words like I don't know why I know how to speak anymore <laughs> you should rename your podcast couches are for couches butts. are for butts i should because i say that so often right now because every time i turn around one or all three are standing on my couch <laughs> oh Ugh. that's such a great time <laughs> it's, it must be a nice couch because they like to be on it but it's a it's one of those sectionals and so they can literally like bounce from cushion to cushion and i'm like it's quite literally not what that's for we bought you a mini trampoline <laughs> get off right. the couch and it, and by the way, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the best part is I tried, like, you know, there are all the books that say they use positive language. And it's like a positive, the couch is for butts. Um, but <laughs> but it's like use positive language. Don't tell them not to do things. So I used to be like, don't jump on the couch. And I was like, oh, that's negative language. Let me try something else. So I would try, please sit on the couch. And that didn't work. So it just evolved into couches are for butts, which I don't think there you is go. relatively positive or negative. <laughs> it's just a statement yeah. of fact. <laughs> And I got to tell you, you know, one thing that really has changed in the world of parenting is while I think it's important that we really care about our children's emotional state, right? We don't want to shame them. We don't want them to feel badly about themselves. But I think as parents, we have exhausted our, ourselves in trying to think of, oh, well, what's the positive language I can use? Rather Sometimes than just to tell them something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Life is not about always someone's going to think how to positively speak to you. Right. Especially in but the world of business. Like they just say my, what you yeah. said and they move on. They don't care. And my parents could have cared less about my emotional state. They wanted me growing up to be a responsible person. <laughs> right. Which is what I always say is my goal. I'm like, I just want to build valuable members of society. Like people who do things that are good. <laughs> right. Productive on their own, be able to function because so many kids can't function. Yeah, my I think my dad's rule when we were old enough to like go out and have a curfew, um, I think his rule was if it doesn't get you killed, pregnant, or thrown in jail, you can do it. Ah, and I was I like, had a, that's a good rule. <laughs> yeah, that is a really good one. Mine was no good can happen after midnight. <laughs> I mean, also true. It still rings true in, in my adult years. Nothing good happens after midnight. So make sure you're home. Yeah. So just be at your house. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You have so many good things to say. You need to be on here all the time. <laughs> I'll just come back to talk to you. Exactly. Just come, come over and hang out. Now that we're friends, you, know, you can come over anytime. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it, it is one of those things. One of my very good friends and I have, um, from college, we have uh, catch-up calls with each other. And it is one of those, hey, what did your kids grow up this week? <laughs> because we both- keep that on the list. Yeah, we both have been through it. And, you know, as parents who with advanced degrees and good jobs and, and our kids have done some tremendously stupid things. Right. And we're both like, you know, it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the support that we need so we don't kill them. And we can somehow parent them to get them out of whatever situation they have cause for themselves. Right. Because they're going to mess up their children. I mean, we all have, we're all humans. Like I can't tell you that I've done all good things in my life, though. I would like to say that I'm sure it's not true. Yeah. I just never got caught. Like my kids have with certain things. Like 
You're like, I you was know, much I always, more savvy. <laughs> yeah, and I always, without specifics, I always tell the story of one of my daughters got arrested in college for sneaking an ounce of vodka into a concert. So this is something that you get to look forward to, right? If, if your kids don't get busted, you will always have the fear that they're going to do something <laughs> unbearably stupid like this. And, you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this happened, that she did this. And I was like, huh, this has nothing to do with me. I just happened to raise a complete idiot. <laughs> and the other thing, like my other thought was only an ounce. Like you didn't go for like, go for uh, <laughs> What's so, yeah. First of all, I was like, well, what the hell can you do with an with ounce, an ounce. <laughs> vodka in a concert. And what's so funny is that one of my very good friends from college is her attorney, because of course we needed to hire an attorney. Of and course. he said to her, you know, some of the things your mom and I did in college, like roll kegs into our freshman dorm, we never got caught. How the hell did you get caught with an ounce of vodka in your show? <laughs> but I'm and sorry, then, were you limping? Like what happened? <laughs> yeah. And then my other friend from college called her and says, you are a beautiful beautiful girl you don't need to bring booze in yes <laughs> guys, we could we guys, figure out a way to get you some <laughs> guys, guys will give you their booze you can mooch off of your friends well how did the, you know like this is insane and so you know i did a lot of stupid things in college but i think we were a little bit more savvy i'm really not sure uh, but again like it had nothing to do with me in the way that i raised her although i was cursing the heavens talking to her father going why did you leave me here with them <laughs> <laughs> you're like really <laughs> clearly i'm not capable <laughs> <laughs> you are very capable as evidenced by the fact that we can have this conversation <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the other thing that I learned is there's certain things that, first of all, no kids are perfect. Oh, and no. it's the sharing of these stories of their imperfections that kind of save parents from going crazy. And every parent has a story like this. I sat down with a client and I was telling him of the arrest. And he said, oh, Jen, you're one of the few that actually will verbalize it. He said, my son went to college way out west and he got caught for public urination, same bush, same cop, two years in a row on St. No. Patrick's Day. And I, I was mean, like- I can understand this... the need there. <laughs> right, exactly, so could I. But my point was like, oh my God, he never just, he would never come out and say it, right? Right, right. But he's like, all parents go through this. And it's so important that you are willing to share the story because every, all parents need to hear, like, it's just not your kid who screws up. All kids really, you know, go down the- they Portal do. They're all, they're literally, the they're literally going to do something. Like they're going to do something. And I do, I think that my, like the best friends that I'm continuing to like build relationships with are the ones who aren't afraid to be like, no, like my kid stuck her toothbrush in the toilet today. What did your kid do? <laughs> <laughs> like now I gotta go yeah. to the store and buy a new one. But it's the ones who are like, no, my child would never do that. I'm like, really? What else are they doing? Like, that's where I go. Like, what are, if they're not doing like, toothbrush diving in the toilet what are your kids doing yeah they're, <laughs> and trust me they are the parent is either oblivious or it's one of those oh that's so cute let's stop that now honey you know kind of and i'm like, <laughs> no, I'm my like kids don't do that <laughs> yeah and, and i'm just like no my kid's a complete idiot <laughs> <laughs> that i but, love dearly <laughs> yeah and there's so many parents that it's like oh you know they attach their kids successes to their own egos and they need to think that they're perfect <laughs> Right. And that's, they are like, be, that's a lot of pressure. It's exhausting for parents, you know? Yes. And I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> I have enough pressure to make sure that like they're in bed and breathing at the end of the day. Like that's that's a good day for us because that's they're a at that age. Huge that... success. <laughs> I'm like, they're all asleep. The last thing that they heard me say was I love you. And that's 
how we needed to end our day. Like if that's how the day went, like it was a good day. Despite the fact that somebody was making Pringle snow angels on my floor. Like yeah, I I remember when my second daughter was born. So I had one who was like two years and nine months. And my husband came home and the house was completely trashed. And he's like, what has happened here? And I said, they're both alive. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, what do you mean what's happened here? Like my upstairs right now, like where I, that's part of the reason I was like, oh, I have to clean this house. It's because my upstairs is like, I vacuumed the chips up, but there's still things everywhere. Like, <laughs> at least I vacuumed the chips. So when Philip gets home, he's not like, what? Please explain. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but I you're also a working mom out of your home. I mean, just the little that you've explained to me about how you are working with your kids to get your stuff done during the day, <laughs> it's so admirable, right? Well, like I was, a, I was a stay-at-home mom when your kids were younger and my house was a wreck all the time. So. Yeah. Well, every time I go to do, I think I vacuum towards the end of the night just so the lines will stay on the carpet for a few minutes. Oh, you're better like, than I was. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why like that's my thing that I love and so and to the I must have made it obvious at some point because at one point I was vacuuming during like the morning and my daughter was like oh I can't go on the carpet there's lines on it and I was like <laughs> while I while I appreciate that sentiment you can go on the carpet but maybe give it five minutes like just let me have a sip of coffee and look at it real quick <laughs> but as oh. people say like someday you know and someday sooner rather than later those lines are going to stay longer because the kids are going to be out of the house or they're going to be busy uh, the stuff that you have to think about like i have to be okay with the fact that there are tiny cheerios everywhere all the time right and event <laughs> i can't say you miss the tiny cheerios and you know the one beauty of having my kids out of the house and you will go through this when I put something down that's important, it doesn't move around my house like it used to. You know, oh, like where nice. was that thing? We're and still missing a remote from last week. Still. <laughs> we can't, the main remote for the television is gone. Check your daughter's play pocketbooks. Okay, I will. If we think the baby one. had it. I'm like, we don't oh. know. We've, we, my husband even went through the trash can. It's still gone. My daughter <laughs> threw away the top to a Cuisinart at once no yeah it was gone and the only reason i know is because the, like the next day she tried to throw away the bottom part and i was like <laughs> where did do, have you done this before and she was like oh yeah i was like oh my ah, god cool thank you <laughs> <laughs> no we had um i'll share one last story before i because i could talk to you all day um <laughs> the a little while back Addie was probably two and a half so not too long ago um she she has this blanket, she has several blankets that she calls tags. There's this little like one foot by one foot blanket that's got a bunch of like ribbons on it. Um, and it's like the blanket she sleeps with. It's her, you know, thing that soothes her. And her very favorite one is pink. And the mm -hmm. pink one is just gone one day, like straight up gone, kind of like the remote. So we, <laughs> we check the trash cans, we check the laundry, we check the sheets, we check, we quite literally check everywhere we can think of. And for a week, this sucker is lost. And she's like, she's kind of upset. And she's like, well, maybe I threw it out. Well, maybe the garbage guys took it. Well, maybe like, and she can't figure out where it is. She has no idea. We've asked her in a hundred ways, a hundred times. And she has no idea. And one day I'm helping her clean her room and she goes to her closet and pulls out this box. And she's like, oh, this is where those toys go. And she opens the box and her tags is in there. Aww. And I was like, why is your tags in this box? She's like, oh, I put it there. And I was like, what do you mean you put it there? And she was like, oh, when I get in trouble, sometimes you take my tag. So I didn't want you to take it anymore. Well, she showed you. Right? 
<laughs> because that was like the new thing because that was the only thing that she cared about so that she'd lose it for a couple minutes and we'd put <laughs> tags in timeout well tags can't go to timeout tags isn't out anymore and so she hid this sucker for a week and i am not convinced that she didn't get it in the dead of the night and sleep with it and put it back i am not convinced <laughs> oh my gosh that is so fabulous it's so diabolical like that's who she is and i'm super excited to see who she is when she grows up like she's gonna be an evil genius but um. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm pretty sure you've been duping me this whole time. <laughs> so now every time she loses something, I, I just automatically don't believe her. She's like, uh, I don't know where my doll is. I'm like, yes, you do. Go find it. <laughs> you like hit it somewhere in the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah I'm like bitter about it. I'm like, it's probably in your closet in a box. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. It is. Oh my God. But I want to thank you for spending time chatting with me today. This has been fantastic. <laughs> sort of like girls, girls time. Like it's yes. a girls night out, but like we're not together. <laughs> exactly. We, next time, next time we add wine and make it official. <laughs> exactly. Well, now we're friends so we can have lunch and do all sorts of fun things on your exactly. podcast. <laughs> That's an, I'm in. I'm sorry, Phil. You're out. I'll see you next time, buddy. <laughs> uh, but oh is there God. anything else you want to share anywhere that people can find you, anywhere you want them to follow you before we uh, head out for the day? So I've, um, yeah, so I have two interesting places that I share a lot of my personal stories uh, that I'm in the process of building for 2020. So if people are out there looking for connection with someone who um you know has really messed up in life and still <laughs> is treading along i have a personal blog at mystepsintime.com and i do have a podcast that i started it is called hot mess to great success uh, and it that. is a thank you <laughs> it is a hot mess in and of itself so um it is a work in progress perfect so it fits right in here <laughs> exactly it's kind of it's just me right it's everyone's like oh you need something more polished i'm like no no i really don't no, this is what it is this is the thing <laughs> this is what you get so that you know those are two great places to find me fantastic so make sure that you go find jen and do all the things and give her all the love that you can because obviously she's fabulous <laughs> thank you again you. for joining me today jen thank you so much for having me on thank you for joining us today if you have not already follow us on instagram and the twitter at lmbc pod i am at mega kearns for my personal profiles at the phil kearns for phil and we will catch you next week bye